everybody. This is Think Global, a monthly podcast where the world is our home, strangers become friends, and friends become family. My name is Tim Davis, and I am a co-host here with my good friend and buddy, John Smith. John, how are you doing? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing, I'm doing rather well today. Okay, good. I really am. It's a busy week for us, but... It's a good week. It's awesome. And yeah. I, one minor correction. You said this is a monthly podcast, but we did take the month of July off. So if you're wondering yes. where we've been, you didn't miss anything. Your Spotify or iTunes or wherever you listen or watch is not broken. We right. took a month off. Right. We were in different parts of the world uh, as we began July. Yeah. And so... Uh, I, I take full responsibility. We were going to record a podcast when we were together in Istanbul. Yes. And then I blew it and we didn't record it. So, right. hey, here we are. Yeah, we had more fun just hanging out on the beach than we did anything else. Right? <laughs> anyway, not really. We had a lot going on. Yeah. Anyway, but it's good All to be right. back. Glad, yeah. glad we're back together. It is good to be back. All right. So, John, on this, the August podcast, what are we talking about? Well, I thought it'd be fun to take a little bit of a different direction for this podcast, still talking about the world, still talking about our place in the world and um, how strangers become friends and friends become family. But the way we're going to look at it is a book that you and I have both uh, – I listened to it. Yeah. You read it and listened to it, and I listened think. to it, yes. Um, so, I was listening to it on Audible Really short listen. But anyway, we want to look at this book and kind of talk about how the principles of the book apply uh, to this topic that we have around uh, thinking global, right? right? And so um, anyway, the book is called The Five Graces of Life and Leadership. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can see that I'm holding it. If you're listening, I'm holding the book. Um, it's by Gary Bernison. You can pick it up on Amazon or wherever. But uh, The Five Graces, it's an acronym Yes. And uh, we're going to go through each letter of the acronym and talk about how that applies to uh, the world becoming our home, where strangers become friends and friends become right. family. So um, not just a book review, but an application of the book to the topic right. of the podcast. So real quick, and we'll talk about each one individually, but real quick, what are those? Uh, what are the, the acronym for grace yeah. that we're going to talk about? Yeah, um, we'll do that. But let me just, I would say, I think we both agree, this is a highly recommended book. It's a simple read, easy listen. Great coffee table book, um, great quotes. Yeah. So we would highly recommend it to you uh, that you pick it up yeah. or uh, download it on Audible. Yeah. So. I think I have a, a roughly almost 30 minute commute to the office and I can listen to the whole book in one round trip. Right. That's exactly it's right. Simple. So it's quick. Yeah. All right. So, Grace, the acronym, it stands for first gratitude, resilience, aspiration, courage, and empathy. Uh, all of those, uh, the the author would argue, are essential for a leader to lead l in life um, well. And I think uh, we would agree definitely with that. Just simple principles that will help us in our uh, family relationships, uh, our relationships with colleagues, those who we either report to or supervise. Um, I, I think they're very significant. So yeah, uh, they're they're worthy of pursuing and intentionally doing. Yeah. Yeah. That's a All right. great way to put it. All right, let's break them down. Let's All start right. with gratitude. All right. Gratitude. Um, and, and we can dialogue about this, John, but, um, you know, gratitude, uh, the way he would, he would uh, Gary Bernison would describe this is that it's the attitude that lifts our hearts and elevates our spirits. Um, and truthfully, you know, gratitude is something we do towards someone we want to say thanks to or show 
gratitude for, but I love what he says, that it lifts our hearts and our spirits. There's something valuable about saying thank you that that actually does something in my own heart and my own spirit. So that's yeah. that's that's a cool thing about gratitude is that it makes us actually a little more positive about our own life and uh, it, and it, it lifts our spirits. It's a good yeah. thing. Yeah, you know, there's a, a principle or a, or advice that I hear often is like every morning get a cup of coffee and write down five things I'm grateful for right. just to start your day with gratitude. Right. But to your point, can I give a real practical yeah. example of yeah. gratitude? Well, you shouldn't have said yes so quickly because this is going right. to embarrass you. Oh, no, uh, I hope not. <laughs> uh, last night, I got a thank you note in the mail that you wrote me. I, yes. It was your handwriting. Don't act like you don't know. Oh, no. I did. Yes. I it, just wrote you a, ha- a thank you note. You did. Yes. But, okay, so that lifted my spirit to get the thank you note. But also, I would imagine, I'm projecting, but I'm imagining, it lifted your spirit to write that and have to recount why you were grateful because right. it was a it was a note of gratitude right you know thank you for this thank you for that right and um anyway my, well i'll give people context my wife yeah. and i took you out because right. your wife was out of town for your anniversary so we right. said we're going to take you out to dinner for your anniversary right. so you're not sitting at home by yourself right and you wrote me a little thank you that's note. right and anyway so to what you said about it lifts your spirit right to to think about that and write that it also right. lifted my spirit on the recipient end right of it. so Anyway, yeah, and and if people that and that, thank you for bringing that up. I I take that as a compliment. But yeah. Anyway, um, you know, if if people have a knowledge of the Bible, um, they they'll understand that uh, a part of uh, what we're commanded in the Bible to do is give thanks to God, and it's it's not because God needs it; it's because I need it, mm-hmm. and it's so it's a it's a cool principle of that. Being thankful, showing gratitude is a big deal. And I would just say, um, you know, I would rather go overboard in showing gratitude than um, taking for granted uh, so much that is good in my life, mm. and and especially when it comes to the people in my life. Um, there's something very positive about always saying thank you and showing that gratitude in a genuine way. I know I know that sometimes saying thank you can just be hokey, and it, it comes across almost silly, but living with a, a heart attitude of gratitude is a good thing. So, And I yeah. think that's what he's saying there. Yeah. And in the context of leadership, that's what we need. We need to show people that we work with that we are grateful for them. Yeah. Do we have a quick example of how yes. this applies in the world and in some of our travels, the places we've been, what we've done. Um, you know, one place I'll give you, here's, here's an example for me is, um, pre COVID. So it's been a couple of years, but pre COVID, you and I would travel to Hong Kong quite often. Right. And that is certainly an example of, uh, the world becoming our home. That has felt like a second home to me, the city of Hong Kong, uh, where strangers become friends. These were people I didn't know previously spent some time with them. And these strangers became friends. And now over time, these friends feel like family to me. We've been invited into their homes. Um, they've opened up, uh, their time for us. Like just so generous with their time, generous with everything. And so anyway, these friends kind of start to feel like family over time, but, but we go there or we used to go there and we'll go back there, but but we used to go there and over meals for a week straight, we would just sit with different groups of people every meal of every day. And some might say, that's exhausting. But mm-hmm. by the end of that, I felt so much gratitude. Right. And and it's even what he says, gratitude is the attitude that lifts our hearts and elevates our spirits. So right. we, that's what you said a minute ago. And at the end of that, I felt so grateful for these friends on the other side of the world. Right. But it, but the reality was I wasn't exhausted. My spirit was elevated. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And that's what uh, human relationships, I mean, this is one of those core foundational principles. 
that just gratitude and uh, and it does it it transforms us. So yeah. anyway, we move on to Let's the go. R. So that's the first um, grace of leadership in life is uh, gratitude. The second one is uh, resilience. Um, and and what uh, Gary Burnison writes there is that it makes the impossible possible. Um, I like the comment he he adds. Fatigue casts a long shadow. I can only that that it can only be dispelled by the light of resilience, um, and I, I think that's very true. Fatigue, uh, we're weary. It casts a long shadow. Resilience is what keeps us going. Yeah, man, is it that true though? In this season of COVID, I think we've heard that so much from our out of our own mouths, colleagues, friends. We're people are just tired. Right. They're 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 tired of all the things that are going on in the world. They're tired of all the ambiguity. They're tired of all the. Uh, changes that are happening globally, um, but resilience is what we're in these five graces. That's what we're called to right. to to make it through. Right, and it makes tomorrow possible. Yeah, uh, you know, and and I'm reminded that sometimes resilience is just a good perspective on the challenges we face. Mm. Um, and uh, you know, part of it, part of what I've always said, and I, I know I stole it from somebody else, but is that you know the elephant seems massive, and it's the elephant of responsibilities, of challenges, of opposition, etc. But uh, we tackle it one bite at a time, and I think that's what resilience is all about: handling today so that tomorrow is possible, dealing with today so that we can we can go into tomorrow. Um, and and often it just requires fortitude or resilience, as he's mm. calling it here, uh, to have the backbone just to stand up uh, once we get out of bed, stand up and face another day. And so I appreciate his perspective on um, on resilience. One of the quotes that comes from uh, from the book is, "If people are afraid to fail, then they won't take chances." And sometimes resilience requires taking a chance. So yep. that's that's a big part of life is yeah. that there's a risk and there's a reward and we have to be willing to take that risk. Right. And so. I feel like we've been just now reaping some of the reward that we took um, s- some risk on during the season of COVID where we were tired and, you know, fatigue was casting its long shadow, but right. um, it was dispelled by the light of resilience, right. which is kind of what you said, get up, get after it, right. put your shoulder into the plow. Yeah. And and go for it. Right. And, and now we're seeing some of the fruit of that. You know, um, I think I give one quick example of uh, in that season of fatigue where you wonder, do I have what it takes to move on? But in a moment of resilience, we found opportunity right. um, in the country of Uzbekistan. Right. And now uh, we have 22 people there. Well, they just left, but they yeah. were just there for the past month. Right. But it was during this season of a lot of fatigue, not knowing what was next, looking at the impossible. Well, our resilience made the impossible become possible. Right. right. Yeah. So uh, resilience is refusing to allow fatigue or ambiguity or um, frustration get to us. It's the choice to say, I'm going to keep on. I'll keep doing this. Um, Too many people throw in the towel and quit. Too many people uh, are just is so exhausted that they just stop. And I know there's a balance to be had in life, but sometimes we give up too soon. Yeah. And we, in giving up too soon, we've lost the opportunity that's before us and in front of us. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Next. Let's do, let's do the next one. All right. So we got uh, gratitude, resilience, and the A in grace is aspiration. Yes. And I I knew you were going to say that. I was going to say, I know you love that one. Yes. Aspiration is, I love that 
the word. I love how it feels. Um, I love the idea of aspiration. The way he describes it here is knowing that we can make tomorrow different and better than today. Mm. Um, and so it's the idea of do we resist change or do we embrace it? Uh, aspiration uh, balances where hope meets reality. Uh, realism on one side and reassurance on the other with reward and risk in between. And so it's the idea of the aspiration for better, the aspiration for doing something that makes a difference for tomorrow. I do love that word. It feels right. It feels right. I know. And I love that. Uh, To me, it's kind of a word picture of realism on one side, reassurance on the other with reward and risk in between. Like aspiration isn't as a leader waking up and saying, we're going to go march up this hill and, you know, like maybe in our context is, you know, because we, we have a lot of teachers all over the world yeah. doing, and we're going to say, well, by the end of the month, we're going to put 5,000 new teachers all over the world. Well, right. that's great aspiration, that's, that's right. but it's not balanced with realism. Yeah, that's right. It's not right? reality. But yeah. we can balance um, um, what we want to do with the realism on the other side, right? Right. And in the middle, you put reward and risk. Right. So you remind people, as a leader, remind people, hey, but if we do this, right. this is what's going to happen. Yes, right. there is risk involved. This is this is what it's going to take to get it done. This is the resilience you're going to need to get through, and it's going to be risky. Right. But the reward will be great. So that's right. Anyway, yeah. so I love that picture. Right, yeah. And aspiration just uh, helps us deal with the fear of failure yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, it's okay to fail. Uh, we keep on going. Uh, aspiration is a, is, a, is an amazing dream ahead of us that um, once we take the risk, we enjoy the reward. Right. And so, yeah, aspiration, um, powerful word. And, and by, you know, by the way, I would say even as, uh, you know, raising children or influencing others around us, that's, that's a, uh, an attitude we want to instill in people is that um, they can aspire for greater things. They can aspire to do better today so that tomorrow looks better. Uh, so aspiration is a big, it's, it's a part of how we influence and want to influence people around us. Yeah. And, and that's, that's what leadership in life is all about. Yeah. So yeah. I love that one. Okay. All right. Courage is next. Uh, C in the word grace. And I really do like this. Um, the way that Gary Burnison puts it is, it's not no fear, but rather to no fear. Mm. So it's not the absence of fear. When, you know, courage is not saying, I don't have fear. Courage is understanding what fear um, is all about. And then it helps us move beyond it. Yeah. And so sometimes we're called to embrace fear, to, to know what it is, and to know why it can paralyze us, but we refuse to let it paralyze us because we choose courage hmm. instead. So uh, courage, there. I mean, there's a, there's a massive need for courage in our lives today. <laughs> um, you know, I'm reminded that um, uh, in life, I think it was uh, Winston Churchill who said something like, uh, opportunity uh, will often knock or tap us on the shoulders. And if, if we're not prepared uh, with courage will fail to respond. Mm. And, um, and I think that's, um, that's true in all of our lives, that we, we come to places where there are opportunities. And if we, if we haven't already made the decision to have courage, to take a risk, uh, and to understand that, that sometimes fear is, while it's true, it's not, uh, it's not, it shouldn't be paralyzing. Uh, if we're not prepared for that uh, with courage, 
we we miss out on an opportunity that's mm. presented to us. So yeah. courage is a big deal. Yeah. And you know, on the topic of courage, if people want further reading yes. or listening, I'm yes. I'm currently reading well listening to a book called Courage uh, is calling. Is right. that what it's called? Courage yes, is calling. Courage is calling. Uh, the author is Ryan Holiday. Right. So anyway, if you just want to dive deeper on this topic of courage and, and fear's role in courage, right. you know, where, where that plays in. And so, but I do love that play on words. Um, it's not, what, what does he say? It's not no fear, N-O. Right. It's no fear, K-N-O-W. Yes, you right. Know, so, That's exactly right. Yeah. So yeah. anyway. And courage, you know, um, one of the things that Ryan Holiday says in that book is that um, courage is often shown in places and in times where no one else is looking. Mm. And the the courageous choice uh, one after another after another is what makes up a life. Mm. And, um, and so we have to understand that in order to live life uh, as we should live it, it will require courage, mm. uh, especially courage when no one else is looking. Mm. And so um, that to me is, um, is very significant. Even, a, you know, he, he tells a story there of Florence uh, Nightingale mm-hmm. um, um, and the courage that she showed to go against her very wealthy up bringing to go against the aristocratic mm. uh, culture she lived in where certain things were expected of young women yeah. and how later she would go into um, into nursing on the battlefields of life uh, saving the lives of soldiers and mm-hmm. providing care where no one provided care and how she set a trend then for uh, medical service in in military combat uh, but she went against all of the norms um, that were placed upon her as a young woman, mm-hmm. uh, and it took courage. Mm-hmm. So, yes, courage is something we need in our lives. So, yeah. we've got gratitude, resilience, aspiration, courage, and the last one is empathy. Empathy. Tell me about empathy, John. Yeah. So, it was what what um, Gary Bernstein says is it's meeting others where they are to understand who they are. Right. So, and that's often hard. I think. Uh, sympathy is sometimes easier, but empathy right. is often difficult of like actually meeting people where they are right. for the purpose of understanding right. where they are. And yeah. this is something we actually get to do around the world quite a lot. Like, even if it's meeting some of the North American people who are living cross-culturally, and we yep. introduce some of them on this podcast at times, but um, meeting them where they are to understand who they are, right? right. Like, they might be living... Um, out in the middle of nowhere in Mongolia, right? right. I think we, we talked to someone uh, two episodes ago, right, living right. in the middle of nowhere in Mongolia, right? Well, we need to meet them where they are to understand who right. they are. Or right. you and I both have sat in um, the homes of refugees mm-hmm. in some, some of the most war-torn places in the world. Right. And we sit in their home and, gosh, they're the most generous people. They bring out plates and plates of food and tea right. and all the things and we feel not worthy to receive it. But meeting them where they are to understand who they are. Um, I mean, I think those are really powerful moments in my life. Like right. you walk away with a with a new appreciation uh, for people, for them, for the world, and uh, you just feel this sense of empathy. Yeah. So anyway. Empathy is a powerful word. Yeah. Um, what, it, what it means is that we have to refuse uh, to, um, to live with tunnel vision mm. in the sense of often we only see our life our world, our problems, and we forget um, that there there are so many others out there who are who are living so differently, and we forget that um, we have the capacity to actually walk in their shoes. Mm. I love again 
uh, to a biblical reference in uh, Hebrews 13, uh, the writer there says, remember your brothers and sisters in prison as if you were there huh. and as if you were receiving their beatings. Hmm. So uh, to the point that we have to embrace that uh, I can put myself into their shoes, I can feel what they're feeling, and respond to them. That's the whole point is now, how do I respond to them based on the fact that I've done my part to walk in their shoes, to understand what they've been through, um, the history of um, of their people group or whatever it mm. is. Um, and so it is it is something that uh, that we're called on to do as, as a basic pattern of of being a human being on planet Earth, yeah. of thinking globally. Yeah. What does it mean to walk in other people's shoes? Yeah. And it sure changes uh, the way we look at people. Yeah. That's what it does. It changes our hearts yeah. towards those who are around us. So yeah. in, in the workplace, we often take for granted that everybody comes to work like we do. Uh, they're ready to dive in and dig in. But in uh, a good leader will empathize with those who've gone through a very difficult time at home or there's struggles that they're facing that we are not aware of. So yeah. empathy is really important. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you have no idea what other people are walking through. Like right. you said, you think they're coming in with your same mindset, whether good, bad, whatever, but the reality is everybody's unique. Everybody's right. different. And to kind of take a moment to step into their world to understand right. them is super important. So, right. so the, uh, the, the, the book is the five graces of life and leadership. So yes. what I've been thinking about as we talk, and I'm curious your response to this, is I don't know about you, but as a leader, I don't wake up every single day feeling like I'm firing on all cylinders of all five of these things. I'm not waking up every day feeling super grateful. Right. I'm not feeling super resilient, or right. I'm not feeling like I have all the aspiration that I need, or I'm not really, I don't feel courageous very often. Right. And empathy, I feel like I'm failing in that area a lot of feeling like I'm letting people down because I don't understand where they are or who they are. Um, so... As a leader, how, encourage leaders out there or aspiring leaders out there who aren't feeling like they're firing on all cylinders with these things. Yeah, I, you know, I would say that um, I think the first big deal would be just an awareness of it. I think um, to help my mind think through this, um, when I read the book, that's a part of what I, I um, put into my daily thinking. Not that I went through the acronym every day, I don't, but to, to be aware that, yeah, I should be an example of gratitude, and I should be saying thanks. And when people think of me, I want them to think, here's a guy who who's grateful, and he's thankful for me, he's thankful for what I do, um, he's courteous in that way, and he's genuine in that way. And so I just began to think in terms of, um, you know, during the day, like, okay, here's a moment for me to be resilient. Here's me. Here's a moment for me to be courageous. Even, uh, for example, uh, you know, John, you and I enjoy jeeping on off-road trails. And, you know, the idea even of courage, I mm. have a fear of heights. <laughs> and so even for me, just the idea of courage is, hey, just embrace this. It's okay. Take your time, be cautious, but at least tackle something that you're afraid of. That's courage. And so it's just, uh, I think what's beautiful about this book is that it's these are attributes that should take place in our lives anyway. Mm. So it's not like a checklist. It's not like I wake up in the morning and go through these five points of grace, but, but rather it's like, just get this into my life. Yeah. I want to be empathetic towards people. So so begin to practice that. That's just again, that's human dignity that you're you're sh uh, showing towards other people. Mm -hmm. uh, courage. Well, 
I don't want to be afraid. I do, I do want to be courageous. I don't necessarily think in terms of this acronym, but I, that's right. a quality I want in my life. And, you know, aspiration. I, I, I want to always be asp- aspiring to a, a better tomorrow and, and a brighter future. And, and how can we lead this company, this organization? So um, I don't see this as a checklist, but I see it as five points to be aware of that are quality traits characteristics that I want in my life. And, and often I can ask myself uh, the question, have I shown gratitude that, to that one individual? Have mm-hmm. I said thanks lately? Drop them a card, drop them a note, walk up, say thank you. Again, it's just these are just qualities that should be in all of our lives. And, and Gary Bernison has simply just put them together in a book. Yeah. And, um, and so not a checklist, but more of this is who I want to be, this kind of person. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Well, the book is The Five Graces of Life and Leadership by Gary Bernison. We'll put a link uh, to Amazon in the show notes so you can have a shortcut to go find it so you don't have to remember or write that down. So, all right. Tim, why don't you wrap it up? All right. Thank you. Uh, we consider you our friends. We're grateful for you. Thanks for tuning in and listening again to Think Global, where the world is our home where strangers become friends and friends become family. All the best until we're back together again. Thank you, John. Thank you. Thank you.